This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Tom Gibbis, the voice of Shikamaru Nara from Naruto, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. And it's not a drag. This week, Batman Arkham Trilogy went back into the Belfry as Rocksteady delays the upcoming Switchport. The cast of Final Fantasy Rebirth is coming to New York Comic Con. DC Universe Online announces a new expansion pack. Yes, that 12-year-old DC Universe Online. Detective Pikachu officially goes on the case today. Meanwhile, Blizzard apologizes for shutting down gamers' opportunity to play Diablo 4. Then, in our final stage, I reviewed Infinity Strash, Dragon Quest, The Adventures of Die. All this and more in this edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Howdy, folks, and welcome back to another Game Field edition of Select Start, the video game podcast for ACMG Presents Talk Time Live and TalkTimeLive.com. I am your host, Xavier Josiah, and we're going to start off that I'm a little bit disappointed right now. Um, just days away from New York Comic Con, I'm going to be out of here. This is the final. Now, nah, this is the second to the final show that I'm going to do before I head off to New York and cover that event and to come back and do all the everything that I got to do. So. The deal is here is that like my plans were to go to New York Comic Con and anticipate some games to be out next week in the midst of all this. Now, I've this is the third time I'm going to New York Comic Con, and this is the second time that this has happened where a game has announced that it will be delayed uh, for further development. Last time, I think it was I think last year was Forspoken, and it was like, oh, that's not good. That's not a good sign. I mean, you know, when the game came out finally after a few months later, it ended up being okay. It it was it was solid. It wasn't the biggest thing ever, wasn't the best thing ever, but it was solid. This time around, it involves one of the most legendary comic book video game series of all time. That is that has surprised many people who watched the uh, the Nintendo Direct from uh, a while back, and even the even the audacity that this company would try to put this entire thing on the switch and that is rocksteady's batman arkham trilogy unfortunately it was it was actually scheduled to come out on the 13th next week my idea was to go bring my switch with me which i'm still going to do while i'm covering events i'm downloading this game onto the switch and i i believed it to be not a cloud series game it is enough it's absolutely the actual physical like the actual version the the entire download of it the whole open world as of all three games are going to be in the system which means it's going to be a huge download i got a terabyte 
card. No problem. Going to do this, come home or come to the hotel, enjoy this thing and really see what they have to offer with this. Unfortunately, that will not be the case because Rocksteady Games announced uh, a they announced that they will delay the release of Batman Arkham Trilogy in a post announcement, uh, mind you, on social media. The legendary company apologized to fans that the game will now be released on December 1st. Now, December 1st is not bad. That's a, literally a little over a month away. And that just tells me like it is ready, but not ready enough. Now, they claim that they needed more time to bring players the best possible experience on the Nintendo Switch, which they should, as should everybody. We, you know what we just went through just a couple weeks ago. Um, many fans, though, myself included, feels like this is not a coincidence. Many believe this comes in the midst of the recent uproar and clowning of NetherRealm Studios for their terrible release of Mortal Kombat 1 on a handheld. Here's a couple things that I took away from this. When we heard the announcement there was no more details other than that they never said why would need it would whatever they just see that they, they just needed more time to develop it this is what it, i took away from it. one that the nether realm debacle has indeed like i said last week has indeed lit a fire in the asses of these developers that were looking to rush release their games this is a tired a tiresome practice that we see all the time where We've seen it again. We saw it with Cyberpunk 2077. We saw it with um, Crystal Dynamics when they came out with Marvel Studio, uh, Marvel Avengers. We saw this with AEW games when they uh, came out with um, Fight Forever, even though they did recently make some patch updates for most of the consoles. The Switch one still is solid as it's more solid than it ever was, but it does have one or two hiccups on there that they need to fix. And then there's also, you know, Mortal Kombat 1, which Mortal NetherRealm Studios of all developers should have should be ashamed of themselves because one, they've never done this before. So it's like this is one of those situations like you never got arrested before, you never committed a crime ever. You get one demerit or whatever like that, and you 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 get off. But if you do this again, you're going to jail. Okay. So this is their first time doing this, and apparently because they utilized a third-party um developer to do the switch version it didn't come out as good as it should have and this is one of those unfortunate things oh i forgot to uh, mention 2k games with wwe 2k 18 rush extremely rushed release and i think because of it's funny because 2k games when they released wwe 2k 18 never got the flack that all these other companies have gotten. I don't know if it's because that people don't think nothing of 2K games when it comes to developing games, or they just was under the, uh, they just were off the radar in this case. But anything connected to WB games gets a higher, you know, they're higher on the radar. Um, like I said, Cyberpunk 2077 was a huge game, still is a huge game, and you know, even bigger now because it has the Phantom Liberties deal and thank goodness they redeemed themselves from it but crystal dynamics was too little too late on that measure aew games is still on a level right now we'll see how far they go they just again all they need to do is just add more game uh, modes and less 
mini games because honestly i have not played one mini game i barely play a mini game on here like I, I i'm so prone to want to play match types that mini games is like no this is not what i want out of a wrestling game this like it's cute but it's like it's so unnecessary for that so that's that issue but you're looking for one of the most anticipated fighting games of the year outside of street fighter 6 and it's going to be on a switch because you're love for mortal kombat 11 was so damn great and the port for that was so damn great and you come up with this because they rushed it and it became a debacle and now they have to now it's already out and now they got to go back and put out a huge patch for this game whenever that happens it could be it could be as long as what um you know rocksteady's done right now it could be like a month from now i told people like I don't think and i told boris in fact i'm like i don't think it, we're we're not going to see an update for mortal kombat one probably for like a month or two or something like this it's a lot of work that needs to be done on that game if you played the actual ps5 and xbox and pc version and then you played the, the switch version there's a lot now i'm not going to just talk about graphic wise there's a lot in terms of loading uh all the stuff that they got to do but they rush released it and didn't think people were going to make a big st uh, stink about it and people or skunks on social media <laughs> you know and no tomato no tomato juice or whatever is going to help you you know get away that stench that netherrealm has put out there so i think netherrealm looked at this and we all think netherrealm looked at this right nether i mean not netherrealm uh rocksteady we all think rocksteady looked at this and was like no nah, we we don't want to be a part of that we don't want any of that smoke we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to get you know you know clowned and tarred and feathered by social media because it, it just makes you look bad it makes you look like a bad company and of course this is batman which means this is also dc related which means this is connected to warner brothers you do not want another huge warner brothers warner uh wb games project to be under fire because then it starts to create a pattern and it goes to show me that this was absolutely the case that their patterns were they this whole rush release type of thing is a standard practice that not only they do that every look think about it wb games is connected to i believe is connected to arkham the arkham series uh, rocksteady is connected with that you got yeah they are connected with that they're connected to cd project red and they're connected to um netherrealm studios what do they all have in common wb games so it looks like i don't know who's idea is it to put it out there and say like okay no matter what put this game out and work on it as you gradually go along and it'll be okay no we told you it is not okay we're paying a lot of money for these games and when we look if this game needs to come out for a long time let it come out and i you know i remember alana pierce uh years uh, probably way back when the debacle with uh cyberpunk came out I believe she mentioned something about like how they are under the pressure of the shareholders not the actual consumer base which i think absolutely sucks and stupid in my opinion because if you're a shareholder i don't care how much how many shares you own i need to make sure that this I, yeah you want them to make money but rushing forcing them to rush the product before it's done and you have no idea what entails to making to game development 
And then on top of that, when they mess up, you guys blame them because they didn't do it right because you rushed them. Like it does, it, 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 it blows my mind with that. But that happens so often, not just in the gaming industry, but other places too. But they doing all these rush releases and they gotta, they gotta stop. It, it, they really gotta stop. And hopefully, like I said, this not only will light a thunder, a light a light a fire under their asses, it'll hopefully light a fire in other people's. Cause I, you figure it after 2020 that people have learned their lesson and apparently WB games has not. And apparently nobody has learned their lesson from doing that. Like it just doesn't work. You're going to like, I keep saying mortal Kombat one. It was the game to beat street fighter six. And now, and not only just the fact that they have, not only just the fact that they actually have issues with the Nintendo switch, but they got online issues entirely from all platforms there's constant maintenance issues that are going on with the what to do let me tell you this i played street fighter 6 since the beta no issues at all and i'm a person who never likes play, who doesn't like playing online but i played online during the beta during both betas mind you and then i played the, it was smooth from that from the beginning it was all smooth since then and and i played the beta for mortal kombat 2 and it just seems like it was pretty good but like we also didn't have all the other issues like that were they were working on they didn't give us access to everything nor did street fighter 6 mind you but it they gave us access to enough to really say like okay this game is going to be awesome and mortal kombat had that impression too but lo and behold you know there was no beta for the switch version mind you <laughs> okay so i mean what does that tell you what is what does that tell you right there like they need to change their their way of doing things i don't think they like take take a take a note from you know um square enix they never rush a game <laughs> they like how many years did it take for us to see you know kingdom hearts 3 how many years did it take for us to see Final Fantasy VII Remake? How many years did it take for us to see Final Fantasy XV? But guess what? How awesome are all of those games? Which one of those games had issues? None of them. None of them had any issues. Any game that Square Enix comes out with, hell, the recent reunion, um, you know, Final Fantasy uh, Crisis Core. They remade that game put it on the switch put it on everywhere no issues whatsoever i need these developers to stop with the rush release of these games the first impressions should mean everything to them and i don't understand this philosophy and logic that you got to obtain to the shareholders like the shareholders are most likely people who are not gamers. They are people who don't understand the industry. They are people who just want to collect money. They're not professionals. I mean, I mean, they're professionals in, in, in stock from a uh, stock. Maybe they are, but they don't understand what it mean, what it takes to develop a solid game and what it tells. So if there is, if it is true that they are being pressured, to rush out these games in that format yo that's i don't understand how that that is logic business making 
in business practice for that matter so the good news is that it is coming december 1st and hopefully it is december 1st look for the footage that they showed on uh, nintendo direct in the trailers and everything and i believe that was early game footage for the switch if you look at the uh trailers it says unfinished footage so what you saw on it on the trailer actually does that's what it's going to look like on the game and i believe the other good news about this is that that this game looks to be the complete port and not a cloud game and if you look at if you go to it well you can't now because they took it off the eShop as of now unfortunately but when you when you checked on the eShop and you read it it does say in the fine print that you will have to have a substantial amount of memory space in order to download this game meaning i believe arkham asylum was like 30 gigs uh arkham city was maybe like 50 or up there to the 50 or whatever like that and um arkham knights was probably it was the biggest one so you're going to be downloading a huge amount of uh, you know gigs to that game which is like if you are digital like me get a this is why you get a terabyte card now scan disc only don't get anything else and nintendo has a specific a nintendo themed scan disc terabyte card as well as a zelda one um themed one as well but or you could get the rich like you get the um the regular scan disc uh sd card and that'll still work it's virtually the same thing just has a different design on it but i'm telling you man it's just like I, I was so disappointed but at the same time i'm like all right the good thing that i'm taking away from this is that it's december that's just a little bit of a month away but i was just really prepared to want to play this so just got to be a little bit more patient for that um and two yes they learned a lesson do not get clowned like don't do don't do what you did before with mortal kombat one because you will get clowned and you will look like it it, it will it will really mess up you, you talk about shares going down and, and, and stocks going down <laughs> boy i look you don't 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 embarrass yourself anymore and that goes for anybody like you don't want to do that like why rush release it i don't care what the shareholders think like they're going to stay with you i mean even if they sell that's on their stupidity because they need to trust you as a company in my opinion they need to trust you as a company enough to say you know we'll stick with you to the time comes is this going to make money when it comes out if they sell early because you didn't come out with the product that's that's their hyperactiveness that are just choosing to just want to jump off so early that's why i appreciate square enix they come out with a game in a decade but when they come out that game is the best game of all time that's why i'm not mad that mortal uh, that uh, final fantasy is coming out in 2024 because have you seen that it looks huge that game looks like it's going to be a banger when it comes out in 2024 and it may be the game of the year starting off in 2024 and speaking of final fantasy rebirth moving on to other great news just announced that final fantasy remake will be at new york comic-con in in the form of the entire cast uh, New York Comic Con, aka Repop, announced a huge panel featuring the cast of Final Fantasy Rebirth. The panel will be hosted by Matthew Mercer and will be live streamed. Now, the fact that it's going to be live streamed means that something big is going to happen. I don't know whether 
there's going to be a big announcement we're going to see a new trailer or whatever but something is something big is going to happen i know just like with the dragon ball panel i think something really huge and the fact that they're streaming this this is the big panel this year because last year they had super mario brothers the movie we got to see the the first ever trailer of super mario brothers the movie and it would be it would be uh it was a live nintendo direct you know and that, that was pretty awesome that was pretty awesome to see shigeru miyamoto announce and acknowledge everybody in uh in the audience at the empire stage of new york comic con it was pretty dope um and then followed by us seeing the very first trailer to super mario brothers and then jack black actually appeared on there that was pretty dope i what i love about this is that i talked about uh the fact that san diego comic-con acquired the cast of spider-man 2 which is coming out in the 20th but mind you um no delay gold another company that doesn't mess you that messes up their games i hope i'm not jinxing myself when i say that but nonetheless um they had the panel for spider-man 2 it was like the biggest panel that you know hall h had uh during that week because you know the strike came so and i'm thinking to myself i'm like oh this sucks for a lot of reasons one i'm not there in hall h two um always love to see yuri longthal got a chance to do a couple panels with them um three i've mentioned this to the to the people i work with the people that are responsible for putting the getting these celebrities in at repop i mentioned this like a year or two ago saying let's get the cast let's get the cast of uh spider-man uh insomniac spider-man in here before they announced you know uh spider-man 2 and that never came into fruition and then i see that san diego comic-con actually has a panel for spider-man 2 because i guarantee you they probably picked that up be like okay the sag after strike is still going around and they can't acquire the celebrities that they can for that however that doesn't go for video games yet because the video game strike has not occurred yet is not happening yet uh, even though they did approve of the uh ability to strike it's apparently they haven't done it yet and they still have a time to do it because the as yuri longthal if you watch the spider-man 2 panel yuri puts out put it out there they all are sitting in solidarity but the video game industry and the hollywood industry has two different contractual agreements but he also said that they may be going on strike soon for the video game industry as well so this is why we're doing this while we can somehow repop managed to do it with the only game i think that, that can compete with spider-man 2 panel and that is the much anticipated final fantasy rebirth okay so i, I thought kudos to whoever put that together ed um, you know I'm, I'm talking to you if you that was your thing good looking out that was dope um got a feeling it was him but because he was the one that brought tom holland <laughs> to philadelphia that year too so you know more power to you bro but nonetheless final fantasy the cast is going to be there they're going to talk about things that uh we're looking forward to in this game they're probably going to talk about their experience on uh remake and we're probably going to see something else new because like i think this is the only panel that i believe is going to be live streamed so 
I am uh, I am very much looking forward to this. I'm absolutely going to cover this event. There is no way in hell you're going to stop me. I made sure to look at my schedule to make sure nothing's conflicting with this. And it does. It is right before uh, the Naruto panel. So I am good with that. So if you are going to New York Comic Con, I hope to see you there. And I will be there and at the New York Comic Con and the Naruto one and the Dragon Ball one. And hopefully the Chris Evans one and hopefully the Guardians of the Galaxy one, even though they can't call it Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, but we're definitely going to be there. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a crazy, fun, tiresome event. And uh, man, what a, what a time to be. What a time to be a fan. Now, let's talk about something here. I'm really surprised that I'm going to say here, but DC Universe Online releases a new expansion pack in the form of Justice League Dark Cursed. The new expansion from the 12 year old game series brings you a powerful magical force that is blazing through dc's most powerful magic users and beings from the supernatural world batman joins with constantine and others to stop this dark threat this expansion known as episode 46 will include new open world missions solo missions and raids to the free to play quote unquote mmo you know game it is amazing that games like this and Dragon Ball Xenoverse are still being played to this day. In fact, I looked at the Nintendo eShop and, you know, for the best, you know, the top 10 downloaded games right now. Believe it or not, Dragon Ball Xenoverse is still within the top 10, which I found astounding. Yeah, people are still playing it. Now, it's not to say that that game is so much fun. That game is awesome. Um, I like the first the, sing, the single player aspect of it more than the multi online raid uh, factors or whatever. But people are still playing it, and it would just I you know I, I I joke about that, but also it's the polar opposite of what I feel about people who are so superficial about you know graphics and graphic integrity, you know high re, uh, high resolution graphics or you know frame rates of sixty like. I don't care about that and neither does these people because they're still loving and enjoying you know dc god sakes 2011 is when dc online universe D, uh, dc universe online came out like 2011 it's 2023 it's a little bit over 12 years uh about now and people are still playing the hell out of it i actually went in uh, i downloaded the game recently because when i found out that people are still playing this and i went in and yes in fact people are still playing that game hard like i was i was so it, my character's still there too like i really haven't invested because those type of online games at the time i was not i didn't like the pay window i didn't like the pay structure i didn't like the fact that you were they were charging 50 dollars a month to play this game do the math i'm not look i'm a consumer before i'm a fan <laughs> so i'm not playing it yes i can afford it doesn't mean i should be able to afford it <laughs> like and that doesn't mean everybody else is going to be able to afford it. it's like that 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 to me it was ridiculous so i think the pay structure for them didn't work either and they started figuring out it's like so we just made it free to play which you just buy a few different you know package deals or whatever like a bundle deals or whatever like that and you could just play whatever the way you want i'm always worried about the idea of one of these days that server is going to stop one of these days you're not going to be able to play it anymore now it is still available for ps4 pc xbox and i uh, believe in october later on on a nintendo switch but i gotta tell you man like i'm not a fan of you know multimedia online players 
because I don't want a situation where I pay all this money and then all of a sudden the service stops for whatever reason. I, if I'm a game developer, I don't want to, I, I'm, I, for me personally, I know how much people, I know how much they sucker people into playing those games and, and siphoning money from them, from those, for those games. I would rather put my money on offline games that'll do. And why? Because I wouldn't have to be apologizing to fans like Blizzard does. Moving on to our next discussion, Blizzard is apologizing to fans because recently fans of Diablo 4 were upset as the company shut down battle.net, which is their server, which is needed to play the online reliable game. Now, I'm one of these people who never really ventured into Diablo and never really got into it, but I was interested in it because the hype and the way they were hyping up Diablo 4 and the, the visuals that I saw, the trailers that I seen, I was like, you know what? I think this may be the one I want to check out. And that stopped cold turkey when I found out that that game is online reliant only. And I was like, nope, I'm out. Absolutely, uh-uh. So an issue that compromised Blizzard's authentic uh, authentication services caused a slow or failed login attempt. While the issue has been resolved, this still brings up a an ongoing point I have regarding games that relies fully online access. I'm talking, you know, the Fortnites, I'm talking the Overwatches and other games like this. And, you know, we talk about um, DC Universe Online, like one of these days, something's going to happen where you're going to like, I just had a power outage like a month ago or something like that. Two of them, in fact, because they were doing maintenance. So the good news is all the games that I were buying, I can play offline. I wasn't totally invested in any games that require online reliancy or use. And I was able to do this. But if you buy games like that and or games that originally you played offline on like the ps5 or the or the uh, xbox or the ps4 or whatever or just regular consoles that were originally offline but you play a cloud version on the nintendo switch if you have no internet access if you have no bandwidth if you have no wi-fi then unfortunately you will be asked out and if you're into a game like that if you're really going deep on a game you don't want to be stopped i, I i'm sorry that to me that is not a great investment. That is not a great gaming investment at all. Um, I don't care how great looking the game is. I don't care how fun the game is. I pay to own every game I buy. I don't pay to play whenever they want me to. I wanna play when I want to. And I wanna not only just do that, I wanna play the game for years on end, even after the lifespan of the, of the game. I wanna be able to say like, pick up my old, PSP and be able to still play some of the games from there because I'm having a nostalgic moment. So I want to play Injustice on there. I want to play Mortal Kombat 9 on there or something like that. I want to be able to play that. I don't like the model where like they just automatically shut everything down and then you just asked out. And then on top of that, later on, on a newer system, they bring it back out and you got to buy it all over again. Like that irks me. <laughs> Stuff like that irks me, but that's also not their fault more power to their to their player more power to their game i blame us because we don't sit down and really think about that and we don't really 
look at that we don't pay attention to any of the things that they do these strategies that they do because in their mind they're thinking we prey on the naivete of others and i've said this before we prey on the naivete of these customers of these quote-unquote fans who will just buy in because we put out the flashy and you're talking to a graphic designer here and a logo designer and a person who does brand management or whatever like that so this is from experience you are targeting people who don't pay attention to stuff like that all they see is the gorgeous graphics the cool looking logos the branding all that stuff which mask a lot of what we do and i you know i, I hate to put the cat out the bag but you know i'm one of those customers but i'm also I'm, I'm one of those people but i'm also one of those customers too like i just think that there's a better way of doing things and sometimes it doesn't it, it shouldn't require you to try to put the wool over somebody in order to do it and sometimes these companies do that that's why we have rush releases because they think that we're naive enough to not think anything of it and then we'll just go along with it and now they're starting to see that people aren't trying to you know people aren't having it now so good the result the issues resolved for blizzard but this is one of those situations if i was one of those people that bought diablo 4 i would hope that like i would think about this i'm like oh you know maybe i don't want to ever do this again um, this is not really good. Like, what if it does it again? What if it happens again? What if you don't have access anymore? And it's just, just so many cons to that than pros, in my opinion. Like, I could do, I could probably do a whole entire segment on that. But I mean, just adjust to that. Just my goodness, don't, don't, don't invest in online reliable games. Like, I, I, I'm a fan of, I am a fan of Overwatch, the, the actual making overwatch in terms of the characters the storytelling all that stuff but when it gets down to really playing the game and i do like i did like playing the actual you know that's the story mode of it i did enjoy that i just don't like the idea that i need a strong bandwidth and god if you're like one of those people that tends to go out you know you know and travel and you got to go to hotels and all the stuff it's not, and you like the game regardless not every hotel has a strong bandwidth. And then they got like hundreds of people in the same place, sharing the same router or routers or whatever like that. And regardless, it's not strong enough. It's not always you could, it's, it's never guaranteed that you're going to be at a hotel that has a strong bandwidth. Some do, some don't, but you got to rely. But if you got an offline game, shouldn't matter. Your whole entire, you know, your backlog is there. Like your whole entire offline backlog is there. You can enjoy it from there. So again, use critical thinking when you do stuff like this, because then you won't have issues like that. And then guaranteed you go on social media with that. People was probably bitching and crying like crazy about it. But guess what? It's your fault because you decided to want to do it. So uh, last thing I want to talk about briefly, I mean, Detective Pikachu Returns comes out today as it, you know, played just a tiny bit of it this morning. Um, but Unfortunately, you won't be able to get that review till after this trip because I will not be doing a show next week, but uh, I'm interested in checking it out. See, hopefully they redeemed themselves with this game than they did with the other two games. They rushed, released. That's another company, Game Freak. Rush released that Pokemon, that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. People, I forgot about that. I, I had a bad feeling 
about Scarlet and Violet because many people forget, again, short attention society that we live in. We tend to forget very quickly about certain things. But y'all remember Scarlet and Violet came out the same year as a as Pokemon Legends uh, Arceus. And that game was awesome. I feel like they put all their weight on that game. Of course, for some reason, we don't get an expansion for that game. And I'm really not, I'm not happy that we don't, because that game was, that was Pokemon's version of Breath of the Wild. That like, seriously, that game was an awesome open world experience. You, you're like, it's the origin of the Pokedex and all that stuff. And you're a ninja in a ninja village and all that stuff. And you know, it was, all, I loved it. I don't understand why they didn't put more weight on that game. I don't know if they're even coming out with an expansion, but they're heavy focusing on Scarlet and Violet. Why? Because they rush release that. And even further, how the hell are you coming out with like more games in one year? Like that's not Game Freaks. That's normally not Game Freaks brand. And all of a sudden, that's all of a sudden they want to bust out three different games. Technically two, because what the other two are virtually the same thing. But I felt like they got greedy. Like you could have came out with Scarlet and Violet a year later, or at least like, yeah, by the next year, like I would not have put that out in the same year. They, they got, they got too greedy and that game had a lot of bugs and crash, which is something again, like nether realm, you don't see from game freak. You know, every Pokemon game that has ever come out was always stable and on point and a lot of fun. This one, this is probably will go down as probably one of their worst releases ever and did probably one of the less the least favorite Pokemon games because there were always bumps in the road in the process of the game playing up with that game. I will be interested in seeing a lot of top list of Pokemon games. I would be surprised if Scarlet and, and Violet goes on a top three to the top five. Um, I would highly be surprised at that. I can see X and Y being up there, Sun and Moon being up there, uh, Arceus, Legends Arceus being up there. I do not see Scarlet and Violet being up there because it was rush release like that. So again, folks, I hope, I hope Detective Pikachu returns is not like this. I'm looking forward to it because this is like the, one of the rare or maybe first fully voiced Pokemon games that they've ever come out with to my knowledge. I don't remember if they ever came out with one Briar who, but this one is fully voiced because the voice of Pikachu has a voice. All the characters are going to be voice act, um, voice acted, uh, with dubs. So I'm very interested in playing this game, uh, throughout the week. And, um, I'll give you a report when you get back, but yeah, it is out today. Fingers crossed that it actually is good from there. So folks, that is due for what's new in the news in the gaming industry today. We're going to take a break, come back, and I will review Infinity Strash. I was about to say Final Fantasy. Dragon Quest Adventures A Die and give you an idea of why it's so fun and why it's so, so much filler. And we'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. 
This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on TalkTimeLive.com. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! have reached the final stage of this program and i'm here to give my thoughts and review of infinity strash dragon quest the adventure of die for the nintendo switch ps5 ps4 xbox series x and s and pc uh developed by square kai graphics inc uh game studio and kai graphics normally this type of game is created by you know companies like cyber connect 2 which is still, in my opinion, the best when making anime licensed games. Um, they are awesome. They are fantastic. And Bandai Namco, I'll give a second to that one as well. So Square Enix steps in because they have the franchise and series known as Dragon Quest, and they wanted to put their shoes into a game based on an anime series that they created as well. And remember, I did a review on uh, Dragon Quest, The Adventure of Die, and, you know, gave my thoughts and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I was eager to see how they were going to portray this game for that. Now, when you think Dragon Quest, if you played any Dragon Quest game, the game is usually it, it usually a, a RPG adventure, you know, basically a full JRPG adventure. And you go through that. There's also other games that, you know, factor in. They, they've expanded because I also have Dragon Quest Treasures, which I really uh, pretty much enjoyed. It's, a, it's That's a true action RPG. They consider this a, a action RPG, but I will, I will rival that by saying this is not. This is more like a arena battle game. And when you think arena battle games, you're thinking Naruto Ultimate Ninja, uh, Ninja Storm. You're thinking My Hero Academia. You're thinking... Um, demon slayer because all of those are made by all of those are you know arena fighters that were created by cyber connect 2 in connection with bandai namco uh to that extent i was looking forward to having a action rpg square enix like experience with this game and i was slightly disappointed that i did not get that in here uh instead i got what I like, like I said, it was, it's very much an arena fighter. And unfortunately there is no, there's the stages that are in there. There's like, there's some stages that have maps that gives you a short traverse through one point, one, one corner to the next. So it's not that deep as people expected it to be. And that's where the disappointment comes in. Um, of course, 
I'll be putting this on the grading system and the grading system will involve originality, visual presentation and uh, production and as well as sound of music, game play, fun factor, replay value, actor, performance. Actually, I said visual uh, production. I meant visual. Uh, no, I was right. Visual presentation and performance. That's what I meant to say. Uh, replay value, actor performances and story. So the story of this is basically chronicling everything that I talked about that we saw from the actual anime series, at least up to around episode 50, because that's when, you know, die and the rest of the, uh, the group goes into this entirely huge battle with the dark, uh, army and they actually fight a castle or whatnot that you got to watch the anime. So, all right, I'm okay. I'm, I'm aware that they're chronicling this, uh, this stuff. I, I don't care. It's just how they present it. That's what matters. And when you play it visually, it looks great. It visually looks great. Now, I was looking for something. I wasn't expecting originality at all from this game, but I was not expecting this. And I was the originality point was misleading. So it's like I said, it's not if it was if I knew that it was going to be an arena game, I would have still probably bought the game, but have expectations going in that it was an arena battle game, not a with RPG elements. It's you know, it's Naruto. It's Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm and My Hero Academia, uh, you know, basically with RPG elements. But it lacks so much more in here. Um, if you're coming in looking for a vast RPG map, like with, with stage map, huge stage maps or whatever like that to explore places, this is not going to be that game. This was a very budgeted game to that extent. In, in, not, not to it if you're a dragon quest fan this is a very meager dragon quest experience unfortunately because it is, it is it's featuring characters i actually do like from the anime and i was looking for much more and we didn't get that instead in place of all the action we get constant constant cutscenes of events that happen within the series some cinematic scenes and you know i mean they they got a fair share of cinematic scenes but when comparing it to what naruto did and to some extent it, it's more like my hero academia than it is um than it didn't pretty much is uh let me see yeah i would relate it to i would relate it to my uh my hero uh my hero academia uh my hero one's justice one and two because they did the same thing but at least we knew what that was we knew that that was arena fighter this was slated as an action an action rpg and you normally when you think action rpgs you're thinking every, like everything from uh kingdom hearts to final fantasy 7 remake to you know uh crisis core this was an arena fighter like basically you fight an enemy or you fight a bunch of a wave of enemies in one stage and then you move to the next chapter and it's a whole nother stage and you just keep moving and moving and moving and you know you got in, in the game it's like seven chapters and different aspects within the chapters and whatnot so it's again it, it becomes misleading they're different they have a map 
that you could go through but you can't travel through and it just you know has, some of it is just basically storytelling and then every once in a while you get to play as one of the characters that are developing the storytelling of that but there's a point certain spot that it, it's a really slow point in one of the chapters where you get so much more dialogue so much more um you know storytelling than you do action so it's not really that balanced out either so for me the originality was not there and it was lackluster at best and that was disappointing to me not to say that this game isn't fun and playable there are things to enjoy about this game but after a while it, it it just doesn't work for me the visual presentation however does it looks actually better than the anime itself the character models look awesome they look fantastic um there are parts of the game that are really awesome but as far as the switch version too i guess the other versions too there's some scenes where the frame rate is you know kind of low but then it picks up so it's the the frame rate is inconsistent in in certain cinematic scenes in there too so um that was something i wasn't looking forward to as well but nonetheless it looks absolutely gorgeous on that aspect so visually they got it right but there are some aspects of the performance that to me but the gameplay performance is actually good that that the, the frame rate for that is really good it's surprisingly they're just when i get through some cinematic scenes it was like okay why is this so the frame rate is kind of just a slight choppy just a slight bit so you had that situation there but it, you know good for the most part sound of music i think was oh, the best part of this of course um you know you got the music from the actual anime and here and the you know voices from the anime and all the stuff so that was pretty good it really helped you know bring you into the experience if anything the gameplay the gameplay is solid is core um you know basically you have the y button that you use as the uh you got one attack button you got another button that uses their magic or powers and once you use it you have to wait until the gauge goes up before you use it again you also got a a um a what is that oh my god a uh not you can't jump you gotta evade pretty much in the game so you have all those type of things and then you have a way to unleash an even you know bigger attack as well so kind of simple kind of but simple but a little bit complex as well but not hard to play very enjoyable to get into so the gameplay is is really sound here i did appreciate that the fun factor because of the lack of depth in this game it's not as fun as i would have wanted to be um again you're going in thinking that you're going to get this action rpg experience that you're going to be able to travel maybe not open world but maybe just <clears throat> open stage where there's a ton of different places like if, if you ever played like one piece pirate warriors like any of pick one i don't care like, even the recent one or even just the first one at least you know with you with koei tecmo with their dynasty warrior series you at least are going to or even i'll give another one um hyrule warriors at least when you play those games you know that you're going to get an experience and you're going to be able to travel to so many different open stage areas that are so wide that you know you feel like you're in a different section of the of the of the region i don't understand why they just i, I felt like this was i don't want to say cash grab i do not want to say cash grab in this case but 
I really feel like there was a budget, a meager budget for this game. I don't know why they didn't put too much emphasis on this game, but I think this game could have been a lot more fun had it been a, they had the ability to travel. What they do in terms of travel is that they got these stages that you play in one stage, but then there's this temple of uh, recollection. Here is basically where you have to get Dai's memory back because in the beginning of the game's story, it takes place when Dai loses his memory. Um, when his father gives, takes away his ability to uh, remember everything. And now the game, what I, that's what a part I do love about the game is that they use that story as an element to try to, as a form of the gameplay. And they have the system where you collect different cards, uh, which are points of Dai's memory. And if you get into certain memory, it actually helps your stats. Each card, each memory card, has a you know builds on a certain stat that you want to have so each character can be built with different stats and each character gets a different costume or different version of them because if you watch the anime they all evolve they all become different versions of themselves so you get to play as the original selves of them and then you get the evolved versions of them so you get different character character models and different skins and different ways uh, gameplays uh models and stuff like that so um in the midst of that too, you can change costumes at, at any time as well. So, but when you get the memory, you could tweak, you could customly make any of those to fit the strategy of how you want to uh, use the characters at your will. So, um, that I thought was pretty cool and innovative in that aspect, but it's not enough for me to say like this game was totally awesome. It's like not one of the best anime licensed games I've ever played by far. Um, but it was still, it's solid replay value. I can go back and play this game, but there's so many other games that I, that will really draw me in and really keep me like I'm playing astral, uh, chain again, um, play another great action RPG game. Okay. That game is fantastic. What platinum games did with that game. I wish they would have did with, um, this game. It is so great. You know, I, I remember, you know, reviewing that ages ago <laughs> that is it, it still holds up it is still awesome it's visually stunning is tremendous i wish i had a grading system for that game back then i think i still gave it an a or a plus back then but it, it still remains now everything that that game is this game is not i will tell you that and if you're a new switch owner and you have not played astro chain i highly recommend that is one of the best games to get for the nintendo switch and it's the, one of the rare exclusives that they actually have for the uh, switch as well so actor performances you get all the entire cast of the english cast and the japanese cast of the uh anime from there so that's the great thing um i've really enjoyed all their performances on air so you at least get that on air and um i don't know if they were when i say they felt just felt budgeted it felt like all the characters may have gotten a pay and they couldn't before to probably expand on this game i don't know i'm just joking it's not true just my joking theory but nonetheless and the story again it's nothing originals if you watch the anime they just take everything from the anime and put it on there and you know which really is odd to me is that i knew they were stopping at like episode 47 but i think they even went farther than that i think they stopped at episode 50 but the game stops and he, it stops cold turkey at a at a point of the series that i i was confused at why they stopped there because it's it, it it the game just ends 
on that note. And I'm like, it just ended so abruptly at that very spot where it didn't, it wasn't a climatic moment in the, in the, uh, in the series. Like there, for those who don't know, like if you're watching the series, there's going to be two different storylines, but they connect, but there is one storyline that has a ending to it, but it start it, it preludes to another part of the story. But in the game, they don't even do that. They stop cold Turkey at a very awkwardly anticlimactic point in this, in, in this, in the series story. And then all of a sudden the credits roll. I'm like, that, that can't be it. That can't be everything. So I'm hoping that we do get an expansion from this at least down the line because if it just ends like that to me this was a this was kind of a letdown on that aspect too so you know it, it, I, let me just get with the rest let's just grade this whole thing shall we i mean i'm not thoroughly disappointed like i'm more disappointed in mortal kombat one than i, than I am with this game this game the one thing you could credit them for is that when they came out this game this game had no issues in terms of perform that that type of performance it wasn't that bad <laughs> it was not that bad so all right, going down to the scoring of this. Originality, I gave 60%. Visual presentation and performance gets 80. Sound and music gets 100. Gameplay gets 100. Uh, let me see. Fun Factor gets 80. Replay value gets 80. Actor performances gets 100. And story gets 80 for a score of 340, which is 85%, and that is a solid B. And I think that is appropriate enough. It's a game that's fun to play, but it's just so much filler to the game that it's like you want more action. And you, I mean, it's not the most expensive game in the world per se, but still, man, like um, you just want more from a from this that really that you you really thinking like if you're a fan of the series, then at least you kind of want to be able to. Um, you want to you want a bigger experience for especially for the amount of money that they charge this thing is six, 60 bucks and i don't think in my opinion this game was worth 60 bucks i played a bunch of games that were worth 60 bucks this is this was not it this is there are games that for that amount of money first of all batman arkham trilogy is the same price as this game for all three of batman arkham trilogy games and yes those games are years past but guess what those games if they came out today, they'd still be the game of the year compared to this. So you got to look. This is the part we're talking about. You got to look at it. It's like, what are they giving you here for 60 bucks? And what are you getting from playing Astral Chains or Bayonetta for the same price or other games for the same price? Um, now, granted, Breath of the Wild was 60 bucks, too. Tears of the Kingdom was 70. But guess what? That game deserved every bit of money they asked for for that game. OK, so just $10 more, you would have got Tears of the Kingdom. You would have got a religious movement <laughs> from just that game alone. Here, it's just like, here you go. Here's a hot dog. Here's a hot dog bone with no hot dog, or just half a hot dog. That's pretty much what you got from this game. So, if you are a fan of this anime, I mean, unfortunately, I gotta say this doesn't provide the fanfare that I think that this game series, this anime series, deserve. I would wait until this goes on sale. This is there's something fun to play in this game, but not for the amount that they're asking for. I would wait until this game goes on immediate sale, maybe a few months from now, and then jump on it because 
I um I think that this was they they we didn't get our money's worth with this one. So a B is very nice to say the least because of the visual presentation uh that they had and you know with in, in the actor performances and all that stuff. It, there is reasons to get a B, but no more, no less than that. So folks, that will do it for this edition of Select Start. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh again, this is the second to the last episode that we're going to do before we head off to new york uh where we're going to just cover everything it's going to be crazy massive and a lot of fun and a lot of me just you know bandaging up my knee or whatever like that because oh boy i ain't getting any yoga but nonetheless this sunday we're going to talk about the first episode of loki and all the other news that's going on in our world of our favorite fandom so stay tuned for that and then after that i will be heading off and uh whatever happens from there you will definitely see it in our acmg facebook group you will get a uh, article a review and look back highlights all that on talktimelive.com so get ready to check it out there if you love this episode and every episode of this show and our prime show of talk time live uh, talk time live you could go to our official website on talktimelive.com where you can listen to all of our backlog episodes this is episode 340 of the select start podcast we got i believe 370 something of the prime show that's not including the exclusive interviews that we have and by the way like i said i will put up stephanie shay's interview next week for you guys um when i'm going and uh you guys will be able to enjoy that interview that i had from a while back and very much still relevant as we talk about the last uh sag after strike that they had before so um so you get to hear a lot of what they went through before in accordance to what they're about to go through now in the video game industry. So stay tuned for that. You will definitely get that back up for you guys to, before I get back and um, check out everything from there. Our blog uh, pages are, you know, my panels with Repop, cast of Bleach, class, uh, cast of uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime, the OG Pokemon cast. It's all on the website, all for you to enjoy, all free. So check it out there and much, much more. So if you want to listen and never miss a beat, you can check out our podcast, wherever podcasts are played. That is including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora, you name it. We are everywhere and more places than one. So folks, that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is Dax Xavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out of here. Take care and have a great week, and I'll talk to you guys on Sunday. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.